welcome to Two Profs in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are faculty here at Glendale Community College in Arizona, and we are faculty developers as well. Today we have a special guest with us in the studio. This is Kimberly Williams. She's one of our colleagues here at Glendale Community College, and she teaches in the English and Creative Writing Departments, and um, we're very excited to have her with us today to talk about creativity creativity. yes in the classroom (laughs) hi hi welcome Welcome. it's great to be in the pod (laughs) three props in a pod yeah three three props in a pod so why are we talking about this we are talking about this and and Kimberly can say more about this right but she is conducting research with an MCLI learning grant and has um talked to the faculty a little bit about it and asked us to help her by sending her students. And uh, we're also talking about it because Robot Proof, uh, the book has been a recurring theme this school year since uh, we talked with uh, Dr. Terry Leba Ruiz, our president, who has read the book. And we had an episode about Robot Proof. Yes. So that book talks a lot about creativity. So those are a couple reasons why we're talking about it today. Yes, and I think another reason is that it just always seems to be a topic of interest in general. It's definitely on our radar on our campus because it's connected to one of our institutional learning outcomes. I personally think that it's a significant component of just our profession, which is teaching. Our profession requires creativity, especially in curriculum design and instruction. So we're really excited to have Kimberly on board with us to just continue this conversation. So we would love to hear what Kimberly has to say if you could well introduce yourself first and let us know what you teach and then you can jump right in yes and tell us why do you think we should be talking about creativity yes okay so I'm Kimberly Williams and I teach English here at Glendale Community College and specifically I teach uh, creative writing courses along with the composition courses Um, and I want to talk about this today. I'm here to talk about this today because I believe so strongly in um, the power that creativity has in our classrooms to really transform the classrooms, not to just a place of uh, receptive learning, but to a place of active learning, a place where people really can develop um, wholly as whole individuals. Mm-hmm. I also am very excited to talk about it because I do think that Uh, While human beings are so innately creative, it is really something that's quite overlooked, especially in higher education, Mm -hmm. right? There's definitely a privilege towards critical and analytical thinking, which is very important, right? But but kind of a more whole, um, a whole, what's the word I want? A more well-rounded type Mm -hmm. of of, uh, learning environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the research that you're doing? Well, the research that I'm doing is studying how creative thinking can complement analytical and critical thinking. Um, I did that for a year in my composition classroom. So I I chose a classroom where critical and analytical thinking uh, definitely is um, really what we want our students to be doing through their writing. But then I devised some creative components and some ways into the creative uh, some ways into the analytical thinking through creative thinking and and my results did show that students tend to have 
the most effective assignments when they're allowed to do both creative and critical thinking and where they're in complementary uh, kind of um, complementary unison. I don't want to say unison because that's just one, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they work together. So they're um, kind of like uh, complementary. Yes. 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 As opposed to, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier before we recorded about how there's sort of this division between creative and um, the more logical, analytical. Right. right. Uh, and it, it really, what my own research showed me is that the best results are when both types of thinking happen together in the same assignment. They don't necessarily happen at the same time, but there's opportunities for students in the assignment to do both types of thinking. Love that. And I yeah. think that's great, because I think a lot of people do have that either or mindset, which we were talking about earlier, yeah. as opposed to having an and both mindset, as far as, well, you're either creative or you're just logical, critical, and analytical. And I've always thought, well, why not? Why can't we be both? And right. it's great to hear that there's information that really backs that up, that mm -hmm. the best type of assignments are the ones that include both sides. There, There's research that backs that up. There's research, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but there's research that shows that as, as children, four-year-olds and five-year-olds are capable of creative thinking, you know, about using about 98% creative mm. thinking mm -hmm. right available to them wow. by the time they get to 12th grade they're down to about 11 percent Ooh, and so then the, those are low. the students who are coming <laughs> to us right and it's just um it's just not something that i think our education system really concentrates on or values mm -hmm. um and 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 research is also showing that in our current society and where we're headed um, as a global economy, that this is going to be imperative. Creative thinking mm -hmm. is going to be imperative. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up, and, and I, I put this later in our notes for today, but I'll just kind of bring it up now. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up our education system and how it values or devalues creativity, and, and having been teaching for almost 30 years now, I've seen waves of creativity being valued and then being devalued and, and kind of going up and down. And of course, there's no room in preparing students for standardized testing for creativity. Right. That's right. Yeah. There's no room. There's the, no room. The, and I agree with you that, that there are sort of phases where mm -hmm. creativity might be more um, highly valued than other times, but the need for creative thinkers in our world is not going to go away. Right. Right. So whatever's happening in education in terms of um, currents, right, that that need uh, in the world, especially to keep ourselves globally competitive and um, just really a part of, you know, it, it's a world economy now. It mm -hmm, just is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need people who are what they call agile thinkers, mm -hmm, right? People mm -hmm. who can really think in a moment uh, in, a, in a way that may not necessarily be linear mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, because th that's a skill that our students are going to be needing, we really want to be able to provide them with that. And, mm -hmm. and, and the idea is simply just to give them the opportunities to, to do this kind of thinking mm -hmm. so that their brains are used to it. And there's even just some practical neuro, neurological things, you know, that we can do uh, with our students to prepare them. Mm -hmm. 
And I think what's also interesting is some of the information you shared in some of the notes that we have about how the world is changing. Yes. And um, and because of these changes, you you wrote how we really need to keep up or, or, or really focus on keeping up. So could you share some of that information that you shared with us? Sure. So first, I have an article by Dr. Robert E. Johnson, who is the president of Becker College, and uh, he wrote the article together with Heather E. McGowan, who has an MBA. The title of the article is The University Class of 2020, An Agile Mindset Imperative. And this is from December 2017, so it's not even a year old yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some statistics that I'd like to share are that 65% of school-age children today will likely work in jobs that do not yet exist. Mm Forty-seven percent of total U.S. employment is at high risk for replacement by computerized automation in the next two decades, and that kind of takes us back to the ro- the robot proof mm-hmm. book too. Right, exactly. that's its mm-hmm. premise. Mm-hmm. Um, over the next twenty years, we will experience as much change in the way we work as we have in the previous two thousand years. So that's. That's kind of mind-blowing right there. Yeah. It is really wow. mind-blowing. Wow, yeah. And if you think about it, so I, I tried to do some really rough math, right? I My calculations could be off, but I'm thinking the students we have right now, we're preparing them, their careers will probably be at their peak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're most mature around 2050. We have no idea what the world will look like in 2050. Ken Robinson says this in one of his TED Talk videos, too. We're literally preparing our students for a future that we can't anticipate because technology has just outpaced human imagination and the way, you know, the, the way we're our societies are structured. And so we're always going to be sort of doing this ad hoc. Mm-hmm. And the best thing we can do is equip them for that kind of agile thinking to to equip them in ways that will prepare them for the unexpected mm-hmm. um, linear thinking only really prepares you for the expected mm-hmm. and, and we're going to get to that coming up here right? okay not, mm-hmm. not immediately but coming up coming up in the next few minutes how to get our students to be agile thinkers yes yes okay <laughs> coming up so do you, do you want to share um the, uh, this other piece that research says, this quote that you have for us? Oh, yes, I do. So one of the, the um, I don't know if you can call him a founding father, but one of the, the first um, research specialists who really took up the study of creativity is the psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. Um, he has a book called Creativity, the Psychology of Discovery and Invention. And um, I just wanted to share a passage of it um, that I find so compelling that I actually just shared it with my students this week. Mm-hmm. So it says, you would think that given its importance, creativity would be a high priority among our concerns. But in fact, there's a lot of lip service paid to it. But in reality, we see a different picture. Basic scientific research is minimized in favor of immediate practical applications. The arts are increasingly seen as dispensable luxuries that must prove their worth. In one company after another, downsizing continues. One hears that this is not an age for innovation, but for Mm -hmm. bookkeepers, 
not a climate for building and risk-taking, but for cutting expenses. Yet, as the economic competition heats up around the globe, exactly the opposite strategy is needed. And what holds true for the sciences, the arts, and the economy also applies to education. When school budgets tighten the and the test scores wobble, more and more schools are opting to dispense with the frills, which usually come in the form of arts and extracurricular activities, to focus instead on the so-called basics. This would not be bad if the three R's were taught in ways that encouraged originality and creative thinking, but unfortunately they rarely are. Students generally find the basic academic subjects threatening or dull, and their chance of using their minds in creative ways comes only in the form of working in the student paper, being in the drama club, or in the orchestra. If the next generation is to face the future with zest and self-confidence, we must educate them to be original as well as competent. And I really see this as our job, um, our jobs as educators, is to um, educate them in originality mm -hmm. um, as well as competency. Yes, that's so much truth. The whole time you were reading it, I was like, yes, preach. <laughs> I know it's a long quote. No, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. so relevant yeah. and so, so, so true. The context is just, I think it really gives us the context mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. really rethinking the choices that we're making. Right. Well, and to me, you know, what I hear in that is when, when we get afraid. Yes. And by we, I mean education yes. experts, right? Mm -hmm. It's we shrink right we shrink instead of expand that's right oh that's a really good yeah. observation yeah yeah and we need to expand we need to expand absolutely mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've got loads of other research recent articles from 2017 2018 mm -hmm. that really are saying that one of the um, results of of all of this knowledge that we have predicting what's coming is that we want people actually to specialize less and generalize more. And our education system really has become um, really immersed in the culture of the higher you go, the more you specialize. Mm -hmm. And that's something else we kind of need to reverse too. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is very counterintuitive because of the way we do it currently, mm -hmm. but it's very intuitive if you were to look at it um, without seeing or knowing the way it is we do now. And that's interesting that you say that because I've I've heard, I've heard that like maybe 4 years ago a professor mentioned this when I was like studying and how it seems like there is this sh slight shift towards more generalist yes. than there are specialists. And I was like, "Oh, well that's really interesting." So it just seems like that's going to be maybe more and more of reality as time goes on. So I heard that like four years ago. So right. hearing that now just reinforces what he said to me years ago. That's right. So do we want to talk about what we say? Yes. What do we say? We've, we've had we've heard from some research. So what do we say? What do you say, Kimberly? Well, I I already said what is scripted. <laughs> <laughs> as well, a nonlinear person, I often go out of say? order. So no, but this is great. What I really want to say is is. I, I really want to emphasize, too, how just adding creative thinking, I'm not in any way suggesting that we should not um, 
do critical thinking, right, or analytical thinking, but simply that we supplement it, we mm -hmm. augment it, um, to really allow students to think towards assignments and think about assignments in the widest way possible. I do believe that this is the most inclusive way we can teach right now, mm -hmm. that it's a very inclusive form of teaching. And because of that, um, inherently, it will allow more students to be more successful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's very important to emphasize. So mm -hmm. that's what I want to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. I um, think I had a little experience with creativity this week, just slightly, that has to do with students, too. And, um, and, and hearing you talk, Kimberly, makes me think of the times when I, I may not say this aloud to my students, but in my head I think I need to give my students permission to do something beyond what they think the assignment calls for, yes. right? Or And I feel like at times when I do that, and when maybe I even say, you're allowed to whatever that might be, fill in the blank, then suddenly I get something a little bit better. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. and, yes. And, and yeah, this hearing you makes me also want to say to them at moments when I see them doing something more creative in an academic essay where we might be like, oh, I, you know, I don't know if you should really do that, makes me want to say, I really appreciate that effort at, at being really creative right there. That's right. That's nice. All, uh -huh. all, all writing, because it produces something brand new, is inherently a creative act. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. whether they're writing um, within a discipline, let's say they're writing an analytical report on um, some psychological topic, mm -hmm. that paper still in itself is a creative act, mm -hmm. right? And I think when we start acknowledging um, that all writing is a creative act, then we immediately open the way for more creativity to come through. Mm -hmm. You can always go at the back end, right, and revise, Yes. And, um, you know, think about your purpose and your audience and adjust accordingly. But I think a lot of times all the prescription that we tend to give our students, it should be this, it should be this, it should be that, that's the greatest inhibitor right away to any yes. kind of creative momentum or motion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the, we're stopping before we even start. Yes. Mm. Thank you for joining us for part one of our two-part conversation on creativity with Kimberly Williams, English faculty here at GCC. We hope you will tune in next time to part two of this thought-provoking interview.